Greetings, D&D players, enthusiasts, and observers alike, and welcome back to Chronicles of Korea. My name is Emma, and I will be your DM today and every day that this wonderful campaign exists. Now, let's kick off the third arc of our campaign by reintroducing our lovely players and their characters. So, going around the virtual table, as per usual, and we are going to start with Nathan. What's up, what's up, what's up, everyone? I'm here, playing Rubo, a, uh, angel, question mark? Yeah, I'm playing Rubo, angelic fuckboy, basically. Angelic fuckboy, indeed. And we move on from the angelic fuckboy of the party now to, um, the dad of the party with Jeremy. Hello, everyone, I'm Jeremy, and I play Damien. And Damien's just kind of like dad to everyone. Everyone's finally started to come around to it. Finally. Everyone is accepting that Damien is the dad. <laughs> no. Apparently I spoke too soon. Rosie, since you said something, why don't you go next? <laughs> well, fine, Den. Hi, I'm Rosie. I'm playing Elon, uh, who got a little drunken stupid. Well, we, we won't discuss it. Well, apparently we won't. But we'll move on from... Elon becoming a Chad, as was stated previously, <laughs> to our lovely gal who cannot get drunk, Gia. Hi, it's me, Gia. Uh, I am here playing Chatwin Darcy, a reborn half-elf sorcerer. Very excited to be here. Not very excited for what's about to happen. Fair enough. Well, we will move away from not-so-excited Chatwin to... Who I assume is also not so excited, character-wise, Andrew. Well, you, I'd say uh, character-wise, eh, maybe not, but I'm excited to see where this goes. Uh, yes, I'm Andrew, playing Thael through the reborn lizard folk, druid cleric of the star subclasses. It's weird doing an intro and then having to re-say that after not. But yeah, hello. <laughs> yeah, it's weird we skipped it last time because we were doing a... Q&A instead. But now that we have explored all the facets of Arc 2 through our Q&A, it's time to get back into our recap of the adventure. So last time our characters wrapped up a day full of crazy discoveries at the Circle of Temples, a hub of worship for all of the gods, angels, and demons that exist within the pantheon of Kriak. Uh, Rubo spoke to Amoros and discovered his angelic origins. Chowin discovered that the scary being living inside of her head was once married to the angel of law and justice, which is definitely an interesting combination. And the group visited both Raphaeros, the angel of healing and medicine, to ask him about uh, everything that went on in the Sparkling Grove, and Odirian to explore more of some of the stuff that Rubo found out and not leave him alone with a scary demon of anger and hatred who might murder him. But after all of these crazy discoveries were made, they returned to the town to find an inn in which to get a drink and discuss that overwhelming amount of information, but ended up uncovering even more as Chatwin spotted a missive board, which she's been looking for for a while, uh, that contained wanted posters of her and her brother, Samson, along with an article stating that her entire family had been arrested and were being tried in a week's time. And after a night of drinking to forget, essentially, we return to our players as they come to greet the morning. I would assume that those that got drunk... We'll be sleeping in a bit longer, but who will be getting up at normal hours today? I just want it to be noted. I don't know if I, remember if I said it last time, but just to make sure I say it again. Theldu does go sleep in a room for once. Like, that is a thing that happens. <gasps> I know. I take it that means he's not going to be the first one up to greet the morning? Probably not. I'd, I'd say no. Okay. I think Chatwin definitely is, because I didn't sleep. I did what Thaelthu normally does, which is sit in an active state, staring at the window until the sun rose. The moment the sun rises, I'm knocking on everybody's door. Okay, whose door are you knocking on first? I'm going to go to Damien's room, because that's where everybody was partying last night, and I'm just like, wake up! Come on, we have to go now! 
I'm I'm sleeping on Damien's floor. Oh, please don't. <clears throat> yep, I'm I'm awake. Goes over and opens the door. He's just standing there in like jeans, shirtless, and just like, what time is it, Chatwin? It's it's sunrise time. It's time to go. We all have to move. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Everybody, wake up. Unless I need to carry you. Is that Chatwin? Is Thalthu in his own room? He's probably outside. Uh, I, I don't know if Thalthu left a while ago. I'll go find him. All right. Where are you checking first? I'm going to all the rooms that we rented and just going like, Thalthu. Thalthu. Just to every door of I know of a room that I know we rented until I get the right one. And at the third door, Thalthu, you would wake to very aggressive banging on the door. Oh, uh, uh, what? Oh, right. Um, we're leaving, right? I guess that's that's what this is about. Mm-hmm. Immediately. Right. Um, he probably doesn't have much. So grabs whatever. Probably still went to bed in his half thing of clothes. And yeah. Alrighty. You roll out of bed. Find that your neck is surprisingly stiff from sleeping on a very comfy mattress, which is not something you typically do. And you all very quickly roused from sleep. Exit the rooms that you rented. Chatwin, where are you leading everyone first? I'm pulling my gloves up and adjusting the cloak I wear around my waist and tying. I'm pulling my hair back, my normally wild curly hair. I'm pulling it back into a tight ponytail just getting all business um and i'm walking straight outside going did remind me did we leave the horses at the stables here or did we before we crossed over to this island where do we have to go to get passage i thought we brought them to the island okay great we should uh if we're i truly want to puke saying this if we're taking a ship all the way there back to the dunes then we probably need to find a way to get passage for the horses and the carts too or we just need to sell them again um I don't know how much funds we have between all of us, but passage all the way um, back north is probably not going to be cheap. I'm rather almost penniless at this point, so I don't know how much I can help with that. Well, I have some funds if need be. I haven't really spent any of it. I have some money. I only have a little bit of gold. Elon just holding his head is is probably just going to go up to Chatwin and just give her his, like, coin pouch. I just... Take it, open it up. All right, good. Close it again. Put it on my belt. Uh, if you're wanting to know, that's 14 gold and 9 silver. So, have fun. Am I the richest one in the party? I I would probably say yes if you have more than 14 gold and 9 silver. I have 30 gold. I have 59 gold. Oh yeah, you're the richest one. God damn, Rubo. I'm a hoarder. Rubo is indeed a hoarder. <laughs> but do we want to try to pay for a passage for the horses and the carts too? Or are we just getting rid of them? We can't, we can't leave them here. I'd rather take them with. I mean, they'd help us get through the desert and such. Okay, then we'll take them with. I'll go get them then. I turn on my heel and I march outside the inn and head towards the stables to go get the horses. Alrighty. You get the horses back with no problem. The gentleman that sold the stalls to Damien is a little concerned when someone different comes in to collect them. But you very quickly mention his name and the the concern kind of melts away and he's like, okay, here, here's your horses. Here's the cart. I kept them all safe. And mm-hmm. you better have. And I <laughs> <laughs> go on my merry way. Yeah. And after everything's all saddled up, like the horses were, the horses are a little concerned with the speed that you're driving them at as you sidle up to the inn, but you get there pretty quickly. And most of you were left with a bit of time as she's going to get the horses because it would take a bit of time to harness them and attach like all the equipment to the cart and everything. Rubo spends the first part of the morning trying to explain uh, to whatever innkeeper or cook uh, what a snackum is and trying to get some food. Okay, uh, go ahead and make me a. I'm gonna say make me a persuasion check. With disadvantage to see if you can properly explain. Disadvantage? You are tired and groggy sounding, sir. I don't think... Well, how much did you drink last night? Ruby didn't drink last night. Okay, then never mind. Just give me a sweet, straight persuasion roll. You were sound and kind of hungover, so I... No, I think he's just he just doesn't wake up super early, so he's tired, but he didn't... He specifically... I remember specifically saying that he wasn't going to drink because... 
He's got too much on his mind. Okay. That's a 24. 14 plus 10. Nice. Despite your groggy state, you're able to kind of slow yourself down and really explain all of the ingredients that go into the snack and kind of how you've had it done in the past, but that you're looking for like the innkeeper's interpretation of whatever they can do with it. And you have like a like a local meat you can include. I mean, just just something special to remember our time here. I mean, hmm. We did have somebody hunt down an owlbear recently. I think we've got some some of the breast meat from that still left over. Um, hang on, let me see what we can throw together. And he'll step away for a bit, do some cooking, and come back with. Some snackums that do look a bit different. This time it looks like they're on sort of like what you would consider little like mini breakfast rolls, but they've got everything cut like kind of circular. So it's like the the breakfast roll, like meat, cheese, and he even put like a little bit of like some veggies on top as well to make it more of like a sandwich. Ruba picks the veggies off. Of course he does. <laughs> I'm actually allergic. I say to him as I throw them on the ground. Oh, I'm I'm so sorry. You you didn't say so. I figured creative freedom, but um, and he like reaches out to the plate and starts taking all the other vegetables off. Ruba just gets a little sheet eating grin and keeps eating. All right, Elon is going to come up and just kind of very tiredly, just like coffee, please, please. Of course, and. Steps away, pours you a quick mug of coffee, places it in front of you. At some point, he's going to, like, before he takes a drink, he's going to get his coin purse, realizes it's gone, slams his head on the counter, <laughs> and just kind of whimpers a little. Ruba just kind of reaches over and pats Elon on the back and says, don't worry, I got whatever you need. Thank you. He takes the coffee and just swigs it. And it is very bitter coffee, but it is coffee. All right. And at that point, uh, unless uh, Damien and Thelthu have anything specific they want to do before the cart sidles up. Damien's going to go gather some, probably some like, I don't know. I don't have the money to do that, actually. Most likely not. How much money would it cost me to get a few scraps of metal from like a blacksmith? Like you would go over to like the nearest blacksmith and he would kind of look at you and just be like, depends on how much scrap metal you need. What are you looking for? How much would a silver get me? I'm just looking for bits and pieces shaved off. Silver ain't much. I understand. What kind of metal? Any kind, really. Well, copper. Copper's more inexpensive. If you can deal with that and make something out of that, I got plenty of shavings you can have for a silver. That works for me. All right. And he would give you some copper sheet, like... Essentially a giant, like, bucket full of copper shavings for the silver. Dope. All right. That works for me. All righty. Thelthu, anything? Uh, the only thing I was going to say is he's probably standing outside the inn waiting for uh, Chatwin to return, probably just rubbing his neck, being all sore, not used to sleeping on a bed. But everyone else has left, so there's really no one to comment on it. That is fair. And you would watch as Chatwin flies up in front of the the inn and yanks the horses to a stop and the horses like nay kind of upset (laughs) with how roughly they're being treated at the moment you don't have to be able to speak with them at the moment to tell that i just kind of pat one on the side of the neck as i pass by you'll get over it they'll still get in i'm getting everyone else now i i understand why we're being so uh hastily but do we even know when the next ship leaves we're going to find out. It, it, it's early in the morning. It, it could be this morning. It could be this afternoon. Um, but I just, we need to get moving. All right. Just, I don't know. Maybe not take it on, out on the animals. <laughs> They'll be fine. I walk inside. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he yeah, climbs on the back of the wagon. Mm-hmm. I just walk right up to the bar where uh, Elon and Rubo are sat. And just two, a pair of cold hands, one on each shoulder, just from behind them grasps one of their shoulders each and just a voice behind them going like let's get moving hey chat when i got snackums for the road <laughs> rubo i don't eat mm. i feel like it's time that i say that i don't eat i don't need to do it to survive it was merely for appearances that it consumed them before all right i suppose 
Things are really ramping up this arc. Holy crap. <laughs> Santa back even pipes up and just goes, My, my, I didn't know you had this in your chat, Finn. Shut up. We have work to do. And I keep moving. <laughs> and you're kind of give like an indignant, <laughs> Don't need to turn it back around on me. <laughs> As she fades into the back of your mind. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> you hear the faint mumbling of she'll see what she gets for that later when I invade her nightmares. <laughs> Before we go, I just start box making sure I get boxed up uh, some snackums to the road. And I, I look over at Elon stumbling off of the stool a little bit and I'll ask the like innkeep like, can I get like uh, some of that coffee to go also? Oh of course. Um do you have a water skin? Uh, sure, and I just dump my water <laughs> He kind of winces at the fact that you dump it on his wood floor, but he'll take the water skin and pour the coffee in. Ask for, like, another... It's probably, like, a silver for the coffee. I, I just put, like, five gold on the table. That's... I appreciate it. Of course. Um, thank you. And I'm gonna catch up with Elon real quick and kind of... My water skin probably has, like, a little sling on it, and I just kind of sling it across his shoulder, and, uh kind of place the, the skin into his hand and say, I've been where you're at. It's not going to be fun, but especially while on the road, maybe this will help a little bit. It's never fun. Thank you. I I owe you one. And he gulps another gulp, seals it, and gets on the cart. Alrighty. And the four of you, of you are on the cart. At this point, Damien would come back around the corner with his bucket of copper shavings to see everyone sort of getting in the cart. Oh, all right, we're heading out. Good, I made it in time. He jumps in. Great, I was about to leave without you. <laughs> Whoa, slow down. What is going on? Where's the nearest docks? Chatwin. Chatwin. Damien, I... You need to calm down. Damien, I, I fully will pull on the reins and stop the cart and turn around. I am perfectly calm, but the Chatwin that we need right now is the one that gets shit done. So that's what I'm doing. Yes, but acting abruptly typically leads to mistakes, and mistakes can be very detrimental in our current situation. We'll be fine. What we need right, right, right now is to move quickly and to move abruptly. That's, so that's what I'm providing. We need to get to the docks. We need to find out when the next ship is leaving. We need to be able to get uh, passage to the Howling Dunes. And then we need, we need a plan. But right now, getting there is the first step. Wait, hold on. You're actually getting on a boat? Yes. Willingly? Yes. Wow. I told you, the one, the version of me that we need right now is the one that gets shit done. Oh, so I don't get to come out and play on the boat this time? <sighs> okay. So, this time at least, somebody else will be driving the boat, maybe. we doubtful we're going to be able to get one of our own. But unless somebody else wants to drive, we need to get there. Let's just go. Mm-hmm. I'll turn back around. <laughs> Hit the reins again. <laughs> Horses start racing off, and you guys are, your ears are filled with the click-clack of hooves on cobblestone for a good few minutes as Chatwin starts racing around trying to find the docks. Um, Chatwin, roll me a quick survival check to see if you can very easily... I will! This couldn't be investigation. <laughs> um, Following, like, I don't know... <laughs> It's not really easy for you to, like, stop and really, like, look and investigate while you're flying around the the town on horseback. So I'm going to say this one's survival. Okay. Um, you know what? Since I got reminded that I have this ability, I'm going to add a d6 to my roll. Yay, reborn abilities. <laughs> Yay. I got an 11 total. So me, my own baby. Uh, plus three. So that's going to be 14. Okay. Uh, with a 14, you would race off to where you guys got the ferry in, because that's, like, your first thought. But realize as you get there that the f the spot where the ferries come to port is a completely separate portion of the port in Veridif. They have sectioned off all other, like, merchant and travel ships. So it takes you another good, like, 10 minutes to figure out exactly how to get over to that area that has all of the merchant and travel ships because you're rushing around so much. But you finally make it over to that other dock and see a multitude of ships loading up supplies and 
sailors catching up before they head out and all that good stuff. And there already are uh, quite a few ships that have left port at this point, but uh, there's about six still docked. I just crack my knuckles and uh, take a deep breath and walk into the crowd and just start grabbing sailors. How far north are you going? I need to get to the dunes. Just like, just grabbing sailors, grabbing people who work on ships and just asking, where are you going? How far north? Can we come? How much? Like, Mm -hmm. And a few of them would just kind of like, they would all be kind of like concerned by the amount of urgency in your voice. And like a few of them would be saying that they're headed to a variety of different places. The first two that you ask would say that they're going all the way um, to the other side of the world to the Lornminster Plains. They're not really the ride you're looking for. Another one would say that they're going up the Cernball Pass towards Garibia, but uh, that wouldn't really get you close enough. That would still leave you a couple days of foot travel and would make it so that you wouldn't make it in time for the trial to get to the Andrus Isles. One finally, after getting over his initial shock, like his shirt just being abruptly tugged like that while he was in the middle of conversation, he would kind of be like, well, I am... We're going to um, we're going up towards this town called Galbraith. It's on the edge of the Sparkling Grove and um, and this thing, the Howland Dunes. Uh, you said you're going where? Andrasile? Is the Andrasile where the trial was being held? Yes. So it, the article would have stated that since uh, Donovan Thane is taking over all the political duties of the Andrasile while your grandfather's in custody. Uh, he would be bringing them to the Andrus Isle from the sanatorium. Okay, great. Um, but you said you were going to the northern edge of the Sparkling Grove? Yeah, um, we can take you up to the Andrus Isle. I think we, the captain might charge a couple extra gold because we do have passenger rooms on the ship. We usually do take people up whenever we go places. But like I said, we'd have to bypass our original route. So he may charge you a couple extra gold. For your group. Hmm. Horses and cart included. That might bring it up to four. Heavier load. Understandable. We'd have to shave down on some supplies. Hmm. Uh, what's the total that we're looking at for everybody plus the horses and cart? Uh, plus the horses and cart. Um, let me let me get you, Captain. He'll talk to you. And this slightly muscled human man would kind of wander off climb onto up onto this ship called the extravagant eel like a couple minutes would go by and you would see this this half orc step out very bright like amber eyes very muscled except for he's got a bit of a beer gut which you see as he sort of climbs down the ladder and it bumps into the ladder a couple times as he comes down <laughs> almost as if he's like not used to having it still and hasn't quite realized that he's put on the pounds but he would kind of wander down and just be like uh oh, i hear some of you need to go to the uh andrus oil you're looking at cost that would probably be for this what five a year plus two horses and a car he kind of looks like he's doing the mental math in his head I would probably run you 15 for the whole journey. I've got it. Thank you, Rupa. Done. I'll put up my hand to shake. And he'll enthusiastically clasp your hand and give it a very firm shake. Well <clears throat> welcome aboard the extravagant eel, lady and, lady and gentlemen. You're going to be spending five days with us. You might as well get to know the crew. Um, there are private rooms on our ship for travelers. So let me show you where they are so you can all pick yours and I'll have someone else give you the grand tour. But we're just about ready to set sail in about 10 minutes or so. Looks at the crew member and they nod. Like a couple of the crew members and they nod. 10 minutes. So uh, get up on deck, get comfortable. Uh, We'll bring a bigger ramp so you can bring up your horses. As I walk by, I'll I'll have been like counting out the gold and I'll hand them the payment. And he'll take it enthusiastically, kind of like, thank you kindly, put the gold in his pocket. Much appreciated. Um, I have a question for you. Of course. 
would I be permitted to set up a small like heating oven to melt down some metal? You got it with you. Of course I do. And uh, I don't see why not, but do it up on top of the deck. Well, ab- absolutely. Don't get any smoke or nothing anywhere. All right. Appreciate it. Thank you. Of course. And he would, uh, after ushering, ushering you all up the ladder, watching as his crew brings like a bigger ramp to get the horses and cart up on the ship, he would show you all to the hallway of private rooms. And he would point out what rooms are already taken by himself and the crew. And there would be eight other rooms available. So they would all be in like the hall, the left side of the hallway, ranging from like right by the door to all the way at the end where there's like a corner that rounds around and comes to some other rooms as well. But those are all taken by crew. Elon walks to the farthest away room, goes in and just, is there a hammock or is it a little bed? What? There would be a hammock. Yeah, he plops right into it immediately. (laughs) Not a word. And the half-orc kind of waits for you to come back out, sees that you don't. All right, then. It looks to everyone else, inviting them to go ahead and choose. I'll go into the room closest to the exit. Okay. And just set my bag down in there. Damien, where are we sleeping? <laughs> Damien's just going to set up its forge. No offense. All right. You, you look, Rubo, and you see that Damien is not there. He's out on deck already setting up the oven for the forge. <laughs> Single tear rolls down. <laughs> <laughs> Me and Damien got this one. I'll just find like the next room. <laughs> all right. You look in all of the rooms only have one hammock. There are none with two. Uh, Ruby will sleep on the floor. That's fine. Okay. He uh, drops his stuff off and then uh, goes out and helps Damien uh, ask. I'll take Damien's stuff and put it away if he needs. All right. I mean, Damien's just going to start trying to melt down the copper, the one solid piece. I, I can just I can just take your, your bag and put it in the room if you'd like. You don't have to hold it. Oh, that, that would be wonderful, Rubot. I appreciate it. I've just had like a, a little bit of inspiration for um, a project that me and Jatwin were working on. Oh, absolutely. And if I'm going to be stuck on a boat, I'd like to be distracted. Didn't last time you were on a boat, you almost get eaten by some kind of monster. Well, not the last time. The last time we were on a boat, we crashed onto the shore of all kinds of dead things. But the time before that, actually, no, last time we were on a boat, we came here. And then the time before that was the undead things. And then the time before that, I was almost eaten by a giant sea monster. Yep. I have not had good experiences with boats, I see. I would probably be throwing up right now if I didn't use my own magic to quell my stomach. We'll see how that goes through the next few days. Oh, that's pretty cool, actually. It was, honestly, I'm surprised I didn't think to use it sooner. Well, all right. Well, have fun with your stuff. Yeah, you too. Try to get some rest and let's get ready for the shit show we're walking into. And try to make sure Chatwin's all right. I'll do what I can. I was planning on maybe, I don't know, maybe I should ask you. I was actually thinking maybe I would try to practice my wings for the next few days. We've got all this free time, but do you think the people would be a little freaked out about that? Yeah, I, I would talk to the, actually, no, yeah, go ahead. Welcome. All right. I would just make sure that like, you tie yourself off to the mast just in case your wings stop working or something and you fall into the water, make it easier to pull you up. Smart. Okay. Thanks. All right, no, like go to pick up <laughs> Damien's stuff, and I'm like <gasps> over my back, <laughs> and I like haul over whatever his stuff is to his room. Yep, and you struggle as what Damien can carry is certainly more than what you can carry. Oh yeah, like his armor is in the bag and everything. <laughs> it's it's not. It's pretty heavy. Even if it takes me twenty minutes to drag it, I'm doing it. Hmm. But Thelthu, did you have a particular spot in the hallway that you were? Not really. Whichever, whichever room I guess is next. That is not Elon's farthest away. So whatever's whatever's next, um, next to Rubo and Damien's room. Okay. So just for my sake, it's Chatwin right next to the entrance to the hallway. Then. Rubo, did you take the room right next to her? Or did you go a couple down? Yeah, I took the room next to Chatwin. Okay. And then Thalthu, and then 
all the way at the end is Elon. Can I can I make a mention that it's not just Elon? That is true. As I plop down onto the thing, there's a nice little squish right underneath this ponytail. <laughs> After a minute, like you feel like some light, like almost like someone like gently like tapping on your on your neck, the back of your neck. Yeah, he'll he'll kind of like kind of open his eyes and like what what is happening? Go wide eyed and lift up, and Aliana will fly out and just be like, "God, can you warn me next time?" I'm so sorry. Oh my! I would rather not be crushed. Thank you. I know. I'm. I'm so sorry. I. I was bad last night. Yeah, you were. Mm -hmm. Well, good night. Rolls over. Elon, have you ever gotten drunk before? Mm-hmm. And he lifts up his hair, points at the tattoo on his neck, and's like, that's how I got that. And a lot of trouble. Well, let's not pick fist fights the next time you're drunk, huh? It turns over and looks at her. Who'd I hurt? Well, you were fighting Damien. Okay, it's it's only Damien. <clears throat> it's not a stranger, that's fine. I'll apologize to him later. I mean, you were suggesting you go out, but... <laughs> Everybody kept you in the room. That's good. Apologies. I'll apologize everyone later. I head hurts. Alright. Suit yourself. So what does that mean? Oh, nothing. I'm just gonna let you sleep. Reap the benefits of your drunken stupor. Nera's his eyes. What else did I do? I don't know. Ask everyone else. <sighs> and <laughs> with that fun cliffhanger. On your lack of memory, she is going to flutter off and start, like, trying to explore the rest of the ship, just out of curiosity. And it's at this time that, I know you guys are still going to be making rolls throughout this session, but I figured this would be the most efficient way for you guys to get through all your downtime stuff, because we're going to go into um, a good two and a half days of sailing at the moment to get through some stuff. But I'm going to have everyone roll initiative, quote unquote, to see who kind of like n brings up their stuff first. So like any conversations, stuff you want to do, all that good stuff. So everybody roll initiative for me, please. 21 for a 19 plus 2. Okay. I got an 18. Elon got a 13. I got a 13 as well. Alright. And Damien? 14. 14. Alrighty. So, who has the higher decks? Elon or Chatwin? I do, but let Chatwin go before me. Okay. So, Rubo, you are up first. What are you doing with your two, three days of downtime here? So, the first thing that I... I specifically want to do is spend time each day practicing with my wings just so that I have I feel like this is our first chance of like real break downtime where I can try to spend time doing this and um I don't know if like mechanically it's going to do anything, but I think it just makes sense that Rubo would be practicing to use his wings because that's kind of this is uh out of game kind of thing, but I haven't let Rubo really use his wings to their full potential because role-playing. So mm -hmm. uh, I think he's just trying to get more comfortable with them. Okay. And you would be able to spend a little bit of time every day practicing with them. They only last for a minute, though, right? Yep. Okay. So a couple minutes each day. Oh, I, do, I can do it twice a day. Mm -hmm. Okay. So, yeah, you would have very brief moments uh, each day of kind of practicing for a couple minutes on like like we had said previously when you practiced while you guys were on the road you would have mastered like the takeoff and landing aspects now you would be able to after sort of getting used to the harsh winds at sea you would be able to start working on like some basic like maneuvers for combat like being able to control more like where you're drifting how to do sharp turns things like that within that time frame would be very easy for Rubo to sort of get start getting the hang of a bit more. Cool. 
Anything else, good sir? I feel like going first is rough. <laughs> I do at some point, as Damien directed me, uh, want to go have a check-in with Chatwin. I think uh, probably on the first day. So, like, are you just, Chatwin, do you think you'd just be pretty much in your room the bulk of the first day? I actually know exactly what Chatwin would be doing the first day. Probably as Rubo approaches the room, the door is closed, and you just hear sound of writing and Chatwin speaking in a very quiet voice to herself. I think you just hear the like thump of a couple of knocks on the door. Uh, come in. Uh, what, what do I see when I come in? <laughs> <laughs> when you come in, Chatwin is sitting cross-legged in the middle of the room. All furniture, everything that isn't nailed to the floor is pushed back against the walls to give her as much space as possible. And she is writing in the journal that she keeps tearing out the pages and then setting it in a neat stack beside her, continuing to write, tearing out the pages, putting it in the stack, um, mumbling to herself the entire time. Oh, well, only that, huh? Yeah, just that. <laughs> I think uh, he just kind of stares for a second and then he comes down. He just sits just like across from you, you know, crosses his leg and takes a seat on the ground across from you. And he's like, uh, what you writing? I'm trying to imagine things that I'm going to say and things that I remember being said. We need every advantage. It's fair. It's that bad, huh? I'll pause just long enough to glance up at Rubo and then look back down at what I'm writing. The sanatorium isn't a place that you would want it to be ever. It's not a place that helps people heal. It is a prison. And that is where they put people that they want to keep quiet. And I spent spent almost five years locked in there, Rubo. Well, I can't imagine what it was like, but who's they? <sighs> Here. I take out the article, um, the parchment from my bag and slide it across that mentions a man named Donovan Thane taking over the Andrews Isle. Slide it across. And after I slide it across, I'll look up and look you in the eyes, finally. Is this going to be your last question? Um, no, I mean, not particularly. I, it could be. I, I don't want to bother you. I, I have no problem telling you. Just, I don't know, I'm trying to make sure you're going to be okay. I'll be fine. But it was obviously a mistake leaving without taking care of things. So I need to go back and make sure things are taken care of before I leave again. I wouldn't be going back anywhere near that place if it wasn't. This is the last place that I wanted to go, but... I'm not saying you do. I'm just saying. It's maybe for different reasons, but I get it. My mother, my father, my grandfather Doran, Samson, Anita, Ramsey, Anton, all of them, they are stuck in there, and that is because of me. There's no working around that. They will not spend a moment there longer than they have to. And if I have to tear people apart to get to them and get them out, I will do that. Well, I think Rubo just, like, pulls his dagger out and like twirls it through his hands and then kind of like puts it back away uh, you know I'm down to cause a little bit of mayhem. I'm sure Elon and Fialthu feel the same but uh, speaking for me and Damien we're just worried about you. Make sure you're doing okay and make sure you know that we're here If we end up encountering the people that I think we are going to encounter when we enter the sanatorium you are going to learn that I have done many 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 things that would sicken you I'm not a good person, Rubo I'm not I'm going to be fine. You don't have to worry about me. The thing that I worry about is how everyone's perception is going to change once they learn about things that I've done while in that place. What even makes a good person, Chatwin? That just because you've done things in your past doesn't change that you're a good person to me, you're a good friend to our little group. Just remember that. You're Just because you've done things that aren't ideal, so have I. doesn't make you not a good person. <laughs> okay, I just say... Obviously, fully not believing you. All right. I think Elon's going to do yoga on the boat. Probably. He's a very active one. Oh, me and Damien are next door, just if you do need. Okay. Mm-hmm. My Chatwin's friend also. I like look into Chatwin's eyes like I'm talking to somebody else. And Chatwin, you feel this brief pull at the back of your head. Santhavec just kind of whispers in your ears like, do you want to let me speak with him? He is calling to me after all. <clears throat> Rubo, you should probably go. Yeah, no, I don't want to. I don't want to interrupt your planning. I go back to writing and mumbling. I softly avoid tripping on any of the furniture that's pushed into away from her, and uh, softly close the door. Other than that, I don't particularly have any plans of anything to do on the boat. Uh, if anybody else gets up into anything that uh, I would be interested in, uh, I, maybe I'll speak up. But I, don't, I didn't have any other plans for. Arnie, 
then in that case, we will move on to Thelthu. Yeah, um, I think really only have one main thing, and maybe, I don't know what other people get up to, like uh, Nathan was saying, but uh, I'd like to, it could be during like the second day, so I would have sending prepared, and then have a day to unprepare it. But I want to send a message to uh, Muttit. I have pre-written the 25 words. All right. Is there a distance on sending or? Uh, the only distance is if they're on a different plane, there's a 5% a chance that the message doesn't arrive. But other than that, the spell does not have a distance. Okay. Range is unlimited. It is as long as I'm familiar with the creature, which I do believe I am. Oh, yes. You are familiar with Matit. Then go ahead. What is your message? Uh, the message would read... Or here, I guess. Met Horakash, unsure of path. Stars return only if everyone returns to old ways. Do not want to force. How are things? 25 word reply. All right. Your message sits for a few moments. And Matit replies back in your head. You hear the thought behind her voice as she tries to summarize everything within 25 words. As she goes, Hello, Thelthu. Things are going. Some still unsure of your leadership. But Laggard is fixing it. Horakash's words are concerning. We'll consult the others. Good luck. And she'll leave it at that. Uh, yeah, just wanted to get that sent out. And I think that's it. Uh, Thelthu will probably be spending his, most of his time on deck, even within when the night comes, just enjoying the ride. And you would enjoy two wonderful nights under the stars, though they don't hold quite the same magic as they did before your conversation with your, your god. As we move on to uh, Damien. What are you up to? Uh, Damien is currently molding that uh, copper to make a ring-like shape and working on his project. That's the majority of what he's going to be doing. So over the course of the two days, I'm going to have you make me a a couple of crafting checks because you would be able to, depending on the checks for... Absolutely. I got a plus 10 to using Smith's tools. Let's go. All righty. So give me two of them. Uh, first one's a 27. Second one's a 16. Oh, hell yeah. So that 27, actually, you're mostly done with the project by the end of the first day. Honestly, you work through most of it and you're able to get the copper shaped to to fit the fingers of the gloves, I believe is what you said you were going to do with that. Yep. Okay. Um, and would be able to um, attach the leather gloves to those rings so that they are function as the sort of finger guards that you were hoping for and make it easier to keep the glove on so it's not shifting around on the hand as much. What else would you be looking to do on that first day? He's also going to be working on the glove and uh, cartridge container setup that him and Chatwin had worked on. And uh, I'm going to infuse both the ring... I'm going to infuse the ring with spell refueling ring. And then I'm going to infuse the, uh, the weapon with radiant weapon. So spell refueling ring is going to let it, uh, let the wearer of said ring be able to recover a third level or lower spell slot once every, I think it's long rest. Scroll back down. I think it was until the next dawn. Next dawn. Yeah. So 24 hours then. Okay. Gotcha. And then, um, the Radiant Weapon is essentially makes it a plus one weapon, so plus one to attack and damage rolls. Uh, while holding it, the wielder can also take a bonus action to cause it to shed bright light in a 30-foot radius, and they can extinguish the light as a bonus action. It has four charges, and as a reaction, immediately after being hit by an attack, they can expend one charge to cause the attacker to become blinded until the end of the attacker's next turn. They, make, they have to make a, a constitution saving throw Against my spell save DC, which isn't great, but hey. <laughs> okay. So that first enchantment you would be able to put on um, that first day. And that would kind of round out what you're able to do for day one. 
Yeah. I, f- I figured Damien wouldn't know he put the enchantment on it quite. Mm-hmm. Be kind of like in his trance as he's working. Yeah. But you would feel tired afterwards and it would take a lot more effort. Like that second enchantment would show in kind of, um, cause you'd made the mold for the claws previously. Yep. And so finishing them up would become more of a hassle than you honestly ever expected them to be. You've had no problem shaping metal, like weapon items like this previously, but for whatever reason, it becomes a little more difficult to get them to um, attach the gloves the way you want them to make it so that they're a sturdy weapon. And thus, like, it takes a bit longer for the enchantment to settle into the claws, but you're finally able to, I would say, probably well past, like, mid-afternoon, get everything set up and put together. And after a good three, four days of crafting with these at this point, you've got claw gloves. I will go ahead and take those to Chatwin. You hear the same thing outside the door? Same thing that Rubo did? Yep. He's just like, Chatwin, Hmm. I got something you might be interested in. Doors open. Open it up. Walk in and hand the gloves to her. I'm still writing for a few seconds, even when you're like presenting them. It takes me a second to actually look up and realize you're presenting something to me. Oh. Oh. Right. Um, put the pen down. I, I'm sorry. I, I absolutely forgot what we were working on. I would have um, assisted you, but uh, here. Oh, no, that's fine. We're on a boat. I did not expect you to come up. Right. I've been one track of mind the entire time to keep myself um, calm. But here, I'll jump you to try, try them on. Uh, please. Do you feel the magic after you put them on? Holy shit. They fit? Are they good? <laughs> I turn my hands over, looking at the gloves. Yeah. And you can tell that these are magical just by putting them on, Chatwin, but you would need a little bit of time to... Um, I would assume... Do you have to attune to them to feel the magic, Jeremy? Or does it say whether or not they would be attuned weapons? Yeah, this particular infusion of yours, do I need to attune to it? I don't think you attune to them. No, these would not require attunement. The only ones that require attunement are if I infuse a regular item with like an actual, like one of the actual magic items that are option, because I can replicate magic items, so I can make like bags of holding and shit like that if I took those. Which I, which I haven't. But yeah. Gotcha. Uh, could you send me all the info of what these do? <laughs> I am doing it right now. Okay, dope. Thank you. Then I will say that though they don't require attunement, you would have to probably these would probably require some additional identification to see exactly what Damien put on this because you can't necessarily tell just from like feeling the magic. Hmm. All right. Uh, thank you, Damien. This is I. I had some ideas in mind. This definitely wasn't it, but I appreciate it nonetheless. It's very, very intricate, uh, interesting uh, work here. I'm excited to see how they hold up when we're actually faced. Um, down in the undersile, but and don't get me wrong, the appreciation and the and the uh, gratitude is there. Uh, but I am um, working on. I just kind of motion a hand to the mess of paper around me. This, if there's anything else. Uh, no, that's it. That's. Uh, I figured you'd like to see the product and maybe give it a little bit of a trial. And if there's anything that needs fixing on it, let me know. Right. No. Um. We'll we'll try it out um, once we get off the ship. Less close quarters, you know. Yeah, that sounds good. Uh, thank you again. This is um, this is very nice uh, work. Well, I, I was hoping it would turn out pretty good. That was fun too. Very exhausting, but still fun to make. Yeah. All right, chat one. I'm gonna head back up then. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna I'm gonna get back to work. All right. Continue scribbling and mumbling. And I sent you the stats and both infusions. Oh, hell yeah. Thank you. But yeah, that would be most of your two days. Um, So if there's anything else, is there anything else that Damien would want to do? After that, he's going to go rest. (laughs) Alrighty. You go lay down in the hammock and sleep as we move on to uh, we move on to Chatwin. Is there anything else in particular that you would be doing besides your writing? 
yeah, I do that for the first day. I stay awake throughout the night up until the four hours that I have to rest, in which I just remain where I'm seated, put the pen down, and I sit, doing the same thing I did before we left, where I sit and I wait for the sunrise, and when the sun rises, without having moved from my position, I pick up the pen and continue writing and mumbling again. Um, I think just this continuous, obsessive um, documenting. I'm writing down every single thing I remember about the sanatorium, about the people there, and most importantly, about Thane family and the Arcanist. And after I run out of paper, <laughs> probably two days in, um, I just will kind of sit back, take the stack that I've written out and set it back in front of me. On the vacuum, I need to have a conversation. I've been here. What do we need to talk about? I am going to need your help if we face them again. You've known for years that you have it. You were the one that was too scared. They took my family, Sandevac. They are cruel men who will do whatever they can to hurt you. They've proven this already. It's time to hurt them back. I don't think I have expressed to you before how much I want them to burn, to ache. I I am going to tear them apart, Sandevac. And I will gladly lend you some power to do so. They won't know what hits them when I'm through with them. When we're through with them. That arcanist, he'll see what just kind of, just, he'll see just what kind of monster he created when he brought us together. You know what I think? (laughs) I think that the day they pulled me from that water, stitched me together with unfamiliar parts that did not belong to me and brought me back into the world of the living is the day that they guaranteed their deaths. (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely. I don't care what happens to me anymore as long as I can hurt them. Good. Because I don't know what unleashing my power might do to your body. I have had hundreds of years to perfect my craft, Chadfin. There is a lot of energy that has been held back since I have been trapped in your mind. How about I let you, the Arcanist, made me do terrible things, but he was the one that did this to me. I will let you take the Arcanist, however you please, but Donovan and Jameson Thane, they set me on this path. They are the ones I'm going to take. They are mine, Sandevac. I can accept this agreement. And for a moment, you feel yourself pulled back into the recesses of your mind, to the glass mirror room, and you see Sandevac once again. Only this time, standing there, her body is flaming, and the flames are brighter and more wild than you remember them last. Though... You were a bit more panicked the last time that you were brought here and saw her full form. And she holds out a flaming hand towards you. Let's shake on it. That way, neither of us break the pact. Consider her hand for a moment. (laughs) I reach out and I shake her hand. And with this, you, rather than the burn of of the fire that you expected you just feel a warmth travel up through your hands and up your arms as it almost feels like more magic is surging into you are we going to the arcanist or the sane first the sanatorium is not on the aisle we need to go there first make sure my family is not tried by the thane family after we deal with them we can make our way to the sanatorium and clear it out i don't know the space of time that happens between the Thanes and the Arcanist, but the path is set. After we deal with the Thanes, eventually we will make our way to the Arcanist. I don't know how long it will take to get there, but we'll get there. As long as I get my prize, I have all the time in the world to pay it. I think uh, after I come back my person again, I just kind of blink the images to that place I go in the back of my mind, like out of my eyesight. And look down at my hands. And are your gloves on right now? I think my gloves are on, but... Okay. I was about to say, I think I will take them off. (laughs) 
And as you remove one of the gloves, oh, you see that the scarred hand that, while it's not your typical flesh tone necessarily, you very clearly re remember it resembling at least some semblance of a flesh tone, if not rotting a little bit. Your fingertips are now fully black, but they look more like they're speckled with ash than like they're like tinted black. I consider the blackened fingertips and then look at the chunks of flesh missing from both hands. Some of the fingernails are gone permanently never to grow back. Just the mutilated sight that both hands are. And I pull the gloves back on and I go out to find more paper. Alrighty. The captain would be able to get you some. Take it. Go to my room. Continue my writing. And that would encompass your two days. Yep. As last but not least, we move to Elon. Is there anything specific that you would like to do? Yeah, just follow that up. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe I should have gone before her. Holy fuck. Uh, I'll, I will actually try to be fast. I assume the first few hours of the first day I sleep and rest. After that, I probably go to the captain and apologize for not, I guess, being more respectful. Explain that I drink. All right. And he would kind of lean it. He would have an office that you would have gone to that's got like a, a nice like leather chair in it. That he sits in that's very like cushioned and cozy. Uh, and he sort of leans back in it and looks at you and just goes, have you ever been around sailors, lad? A little bit. Mostly uh, um, satyr sailors, I believe. And he kind of raises an eyebrow. Them I'm not too familiar with, but... A lovely group, I suppose. That's good to hear at least. It's good that you've got some pleasant experiences on boats, because most of the passengers I've gotten have it, because most sailors, they like to drink. Now, how much they can hold their liquor, that typically depends. It's obvious you're not at a place where you can hold your liquor yet. Yeah. I mean, to be fair, I guess, um, I've been... Around people who say I'm a delight, and people who say I have been absolutely um, awful. While you're drunk? While I'm drunk. And I never remember much of it, so I tend to stay away with it. Understood. As long as you don't do anything stupid on my boat, whether you get drunk or not, we won't have a problem. And if you do something stupid, I will tell you. We clear? Yes, sir. I do have one question. Alright. Is there any work to be done so I don't get bored? We can put you to work if that's what you're looking for. Absolutely. Then right this way. And he would show you to other some of the other crew members that are busy uh, hoisting sails, making sure that the boat's keeping speed, keeping the proper course. And they would very quickly put you to work. Cool. Felt like I got yelled at by my dad. Holy shit. Is that what that's like? <laughs> beautiful i the only other thing i want to say is that when i actually do get downtime is i would be writing a letter to esme and like already sealed up and ready to be delivered whenever we uh get to the next place that can deliver it all right sounds good but that's me okay and with that as your second day at sea comes to a close, and you all head to bed. Is anyone staying up at all this night? I think Thalthu would, not like egregiously late, but definitely once the sun is set, he's still going to probably stay outside for like a couple hours, maybe till like midnight or so. Are we going to be like arriving in this night? You'll see. Oh, God. Like, are we planned to? No, you still have another two days at sea. Oh, okay. Then, yeah, I'll just be in my room. I was just making sure that I would, like, if there's a reason to stay awake, otherwise I'll just be asleep. No, there's no particular reason to stay awake. There's going to be a reason soon. <laughs> yep. <laughs> I'm just doing the same thing that I've done the previous nights, which is I stop sit sitting in the middle of the room and I'm just watching the window because I just 
have to stay inactive and motionless for four hours to get a long rest. So I'm awake, but I'm just sitting and watching the window waiting for the sun to come up. Okay. In that case, around, like, would you say that he's staying up till, like, two in the morning, Thilthu, or? I guess the question will be, is it a cloudy night? There are a few clouds drifting through to the point where you're assuming it'll be a cloudy day tomorrow, but they're more on the horizon at this point and not necessarily blocking your view of the stars quite yet. Then, yeah, I... He only needs four hours of sleep, and he's going to take some enjoyment of the calm, quiet of the ocean. Well, relative quiet, and the peace that you can see the stars from there. So, sure. I'll say he would probably stay out until, I, mean, I guess 2 a.m. would be the time he would probably go back down to sleep, because four hours. All right. Uh, both of you go ahead and make me perception checks, please, since you're awake. Damien, remind me of your passive perception really quickly, too. 17. Okay, so I got a 18, 12 plus 6. Um, hold on, I'm just double-checking something. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, I'm going to use another d6 for this. <laughs> I'm, class- I'm not good at perception checks, but I rolled... Pretty okay. I just gonna. I want to be better. Oh yes, that's a six. That's a dirty twenty total. Nice. It's the best perception I'm ever gonna get. So, Chatwin and Thelthu, as you're kind of staring off, you would hear the creaking of wood. Damien, you would also be woken very briefly by the creaking of wood before you kind of start going back to sleep. And then I would need you to go ahead and make me a perception check with disadvantage. Me? Damien? Yes, Damien. That's uh, a 13. Alrighty. Delthu and chat when you would hear the creaking of wood and the light closing of a door, which after two days on the ship, you would both think is a little strange. Delthu, you can see that all the crew that's outside is, that's typically been outside doing like night shift on the sails and everything are still there. Um, and you swear you heard the door to the um, hallway of private rooms close. Chatwin, you would hear the closing of the door to the hallway and the creak of wood as someone is very slowly making their way through the... It sounds like someone is very slowly making their way through the hallway to the room next door. Damien... To Damien and Rubo's room? Yes, that's where it sounds like it's headed. And you would hear their door open. Can I can I peek out? Because I'm well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, can I peek out into the hall? You peek out, and you just get a glimpse of a figure that is not Damien or Rubo, but you can't necessarily make out any defining features. Slip into their room, Damien. You would not have fully woken up for this with a thirteen perception. If I notice that it's not Damien or Rubo, Chatwin's been fucky this entire trip so far. She's uh, high strung right now. Can I? Oh, God. (laughs) Wait, hold on. Let me check one thing before I do anything. Okay, okay. Can I try to just grab, (laughs) like, grapple? Okay. All right. Roll me opposed. uh, Athletics. Athletics or acrobatics, please. My athletics isn't bad. That's the only reason why I'm doing this. <laughs> it's Alon. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Just, oh shit, sorry. <laughs> okay, 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 okay. Uh, that's a 16 on the die. Plus five. Oh shit. I'm, I'm strong. I'm strong. That's 21. Okay. And you just managed to grab the back of this figure's cloak. I'm putting them in a chokehold. <laughs> And as you y- yank back, uh, that's where we're going to leave it. Wait, no! I want to know who it is! <laughs> what a bitch! Ah! A bitch! Ah! Ah! Well, you'll have wow. to wait till next week to find out. She's been taking lessons from me because I do this kind of crap all the time in Monster Hearts. Ah! What a bitch. Come on! <laughs> Cliffhangers, damn it! No! Gotta love them. I try to leave every session on a cliffhanger, so I can't hate you, but I do yeah. hate you. <laughs> I mean, I, I also left them on a cliffhanger yesterday, so. 
thank you all so much for listening. If you liked what you heard and want more, don't forget to join us on social media. We are Chronicles of Kreath Pod, all one word and lowercase on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok as usual. And if you want more cool rewards like homebrew items, bonus content, or access to an exclusive Discord server, Join us on Patreon by going to patreon.com slash COCP or through the link in our description below. Uh, we don't have any patrons to shout out this week, but we would love for you guys to be the first. So consider joining us over there. But thank you all again for listening and we will see you next time for the conclusion to this crazy cliffhanger. Bye. 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 Still a bitch. Bye.